Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Asian Gang. I'm your host, Vance, and, and today we're discussing the short story, Coming Home Again. And I welcome Jack and Rick. Hey. And now, for a brief summary for the text... This text is a commemoration from the author to his mother. Uh, he describes the many ups and downs between him and his mother until her, her eventual death. He describes how his mom, and most importantly, her food, shaped their, their relationship. Now, let's transition to asking some essential questions. Now, why is the narrator's relationship with his mother so complicated? What factors play a role in the relationship? So what do you think, Jack? Okay, first of all, I'd like to say that I personally relate to the author. I'm the only son with a sister, so um, I think maybe that the mother might have been too lenient during his childhood. Multiple times in the story, he said he was spoiled, and another factor is that they're an Asian family. Okay, 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 hold it, hold it, hold on. Before you go too deep, it was your answer, Jack. Let's see what Rick has to say, okay? Alright, alright, alright. So, first of all, I feel like I'm also really connected with the author because I'm also Asian. That's why we're the Asian games. And I'm also the only son with a sister in my family. So, uh, what I think is... One of the main reason is he was the only son because in our Asian family culture, sons are more favorable than others. And then, yeah, and I feel like when the author's mom died, the author was only a teenager and you know what we do when we're teenagers, right? We just rebel against our parents. That's why, I don't know. That's why the relationship is so complicated. Well, that's a great interpretation, Rick. But I believe it is because of the intimate bond they possess through the author being her only son. And well, the race also serve a great role because of Asian traditional beliefs and tendencies. Well, anyways, let's move on to the second essential question. Okay, here's the question. Why might an Asian mother-son relationship be more complicated Okay, so what I think is, I don't think it's only Asian mom and their sons. I think it's like generally 
mom and son's relationship are complicated because their age, like the mom, is born way before their kids. So like, so her perspective of seeing things is different than her son's perspective of seeing things. Like, maybe her son like to listen to rap, but then her mom like to listen to uh, I don't know, countries or maybe rock and roll. So that's why their relationship is really complicated, because they have different perspective of almost every everything. Hmm, that's pretty great, Rick. But well, I think that it is because of Asian traditional beliefs that shape many values all Asian families share. They have tendency to be more conservative, like they are achievers. Which leads to like a complicated intimacy between children and parent. Well, anyway, let's move on to you. I'm gonna have to completely disagree with you, Rick. I'm I'm more on the Van side of this. I think it's mainly just because of the race. Most Asian families are usually take care of their children longer, but like American families, like. The kids aren't as dependent on their families, and when they get older, like Asian families might like pay for their college, or but I don't I don't think that's how it is in American families. Um, I, uh, it's basically just because of Asian family traditions, and that's what I think. Yeah. Wow, you agree with me? Well, usually nobody agrees with me, but well. Okay, now let's move on to an ad break, and we'll return after that. Final and central question. So, what do you think, Rick? What role did the flashbacks play in the short story? Okay, first of all, my name is Jack, not Rick. Okay. Oh God. Apologies. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, this is what I think. I think they use they're used to convey the sadness, remembering the times with his mother, mother when he was a child. During his time, during his time cooking, while remembering in flashbacks his mother's healthy years when she was the one with the paring knife, these glimpses back in time were so casually dropped in that they don't feel like flashbacks at all. Okay, first of all, my name is Jack, not Rick. Okay. Oh God, apologies. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, this is what I think. I think they use they're used to convey the sadness, remembering the times with his mother, mother, when he was a child, during his time during his time cooking, while remembering in flashbacks his mother's healthy years when she was the one with the paring knife. These glimpses back in time were so casually dropped in that they don't feel like flashbacks at all. All right, I completely. 
agree with you, Jack, because that's the only thing about flashback. I have no other words to say. The author trying to like remember her mother's memories by writing down flashbacks of her, so that you know, so that he can be like thankful that his mom took care of him. And yeah, honestly, I got nothing to say for this one. Well, these answers are pretty good, but well, uh, I personally thought like it is to develop them more as a person, describe their life, and it basically serve as like a vital emotional and narrative role that describes like every significant experience of their relationship, which ultimately well making the story more personal and relatable. Well, whatever. Just let's move on. Well, that concludes the English segment. Finally, 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 finally. Well, let's transition to something. Well, a bit fun. We have finally arrived at this week's bad movie review. Well, this week we are reviewing the movie Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. This is a review by Colbert Mark. A scintillating cinematic masterpiece, Debbie Gibson's finest hour comes with a gritty, mesmerizing performance in what has to be described as the film of the decade. The plot, written by premier director Jack Perez, focuses on the age-old undersea battle between the two aquatic giants of the sea, which, as we all know, is that of the shark and the octopus. Now for a review from Taylor Smith. This movie, Big Zuck, negative one out of one zero 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 zero. Those are some really great reviews. Now, but now here is the last one. The Pinnacle of Creativity by R. Beach. This truly is a masterpiece of a film. I have never experienced anything so monumental in my life. This movie has changed my life forever. So many criticize this film and say that it isn't truly great. They clearly have no taste in movies. The part where the shark blew up the play was truly a scene that will live on in the archives of human history as one of the greatest movie moments. Every actor performs better than I expected and the CGI never becomes tiresome. Both the mega shark and giant octopus are realistic, breathtakingly realistic. It has everything you would ever want in a movie. Action, romance, definitely plenty of comedy, horror, mega sharks. Mood lights, more mood lights, even more mood lights, a lot of mood lights, Japanese people, mood lights, and mood lights, and mood lights, everything. 
never will I see something this amazing ever again. And by the way, moonlights. Moonlights? And now we finally conclude this whole podcast. And make sure to come back next week for more boring segments of literature and fun segments of movie reviews.